Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset, your guide to news and culture in Chicago and beyond. Kids spend most of their day in classrooms, but what happens when the bell rings and school's over? Some head off to extracurricular activities or hanging with friends, or they just head home. But for some, home isn't the safest place. An organization based in West Garfield Park is giving kids new after-school opportunities by connecting them with sports and academics. The goal? To cultivate a sense of family. To learn more, we are joined by leaders of the base Chicago, Executive Director Eric Davis and Director of Operations Frank Brim. Eric, let's start with you. The base was founded in Boston and has had other locations in Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. How did the base get its start in Chicago? Um, I was uh, working for Major League Baseball at uh, the University of Illinois, Chicago, uh, running the academy, the Chicago Baseball and Education Academy with uh, Curtis Granderson. And uh, I found out from Frank Brim and Theo Epstein that uh, they were planning on moving the base to Chicago. And uh, the base is actually more in my comfort zone of what I've done historically. Um, It's very easy working for Major League Baseball. You get a lot of friends when you work for Major League Baseball. I bet. And uh, when uh, Theo and Frank and uh, Robert Lewis said that they wanted to really have an impactful youth-based and community-based program in Chicago, uh, the question for me at that point was, uh, where were you thinking about having the program? If it were going to be in uh, Lincoln Park or Chatham or Hyde Park, I would not have been interested. So what is your goal then for, for young people in West Garfield Park? Well, for for us to have an opportunity to land in West Garfield Park uh, at that time, Inglewood or North Lawndale, which are the communities that we looked at, um, we selected that community with great intention. And we selected West Garfield Park with great intention because we feel and we have felt that uh, those were the young people and the community that had the most need. Yeah. Well, talk to us about the kind of sports and and academic programming that you offer. Uh, a, A plethora now. Um, we had to reinvent ourselves. We started off initially as uh, a baseball program, um, but now we have baseball girls dance and uh, boys dance also, seven-on-seven uh, seven football. Uh, we have a debate team. We do tutoring after school. Oh, we wow. have mentorship programs. Um, we're very excited to be taking uh, 20 young people um, at the beginning of next month on a Historically Black College Tour, we're taking them out to D.C. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we, we adapt to the needs of the community. And, and for us, it is absolutely much bigger than sports. But uh, sports is a great carrot to uh, attract them to the, the building and the facility. Totally. So, so, Frank, let's bring you in here. You are Director of Baseball Operations. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, that's where I am. I used to be. Now I'm the director. Now of your role has involved. Ooh, absolutely. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, so talk to me about this model that Eric has described. Right? Why do you think combining sports and academics works? Because it's the carrot of giving kids what they want, as well as what they need. And we understand that a lot, a lot of our young people in our community want to play sports. A lot of the heroes that they see, they see through sports. But we understand that academically is, is what really changes the barometer of what our community looks like, who our young people look like. 
And so we want to stress that as well. So in order to play the sport, you have to do the, ob- the obligation of, of doing what you're supposed to do academically. And so we stress that daily, daily with our young people. Mm-hmm. You made a statement, Eric, uh, earlier. You said if it if the if the base was going to operate in Chicago out of certain neighborhoods, I would not have been interested. Give us some more on the unique experiences of young people who come from and who live in West Garfield Park. And tell us what you're hearing from them directly. Well, for us, uh, being in West Garfield Park, uh, there is a, a love and a passion that we have for the community. Um, and, and we really want to inspire our, our kids to, to have great aspirations. And many of them do. Um, and Frank and I have realized that they needed an advocate. And for a very long time in this city, the West Side has you know, literally been missed. You know, there's really been no true impactful investment since 1968 after the King riots. Um, And when you have a community that loses hope, all the other things that we see on TV and 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 read in the newspaper start to occur. Mm -hmm. And we really believe in the community. We believe in the young people and, and our young people in West Garfield Park and Austin and North Lawndale that come to the base have been proving us right. 100% 100% of the time. Mm. So we're really excited about advocating for them and, and really just giving them an opportunity to show who they really are and not what the narrative says every night on the evening news. Frank, what do you think about that, this this void that had existed? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's it because of what the kids have to deal with every day. I mean, when we think about the community, like Eric said, we only hear the negative part of our community, but we have some outstanding people in our community. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for us to kind of, to, you know, showcase that. Uh, we understand our kids have different influencers. And those influencers may be the rappers or the people that are doing things in the community that, that speak to the real issue of our community. And the, the issue is poverty. It's a perverse com- a community where a lot of our young people don't have access. They don't have resources. And so when we're talking about taking care of yourself by doing what you need to do today, we're talking about we're looking through a telescope mm. of what, what can happen when our kids do what they're supposed to do. But our kids, they, they're hungry today. They want things today. So they tend to make decisions that's in line with what, that speak to what they want right now. So it gives us an opportunity to kind of just speak over that life and and impart into them that, yeah. This is what needs to happen. I know that we've got the sports going on here. We've got uh, the tutoring and helping them, you know, with academic support. But is is part of this just simply keeping them busy, keeping them off the streets? Um, I would have to say uh, absolutely not. That's a small part. But what we're really trying to do is to build great citizens for this city who are going to make a contribution. And uh, so it's we- more than just busy work. Well, we're, we're doing it, Sasha, and we're seeing the outcomes. Um, we are very, very fortunate to um, have partnered with two giants in the business community, with uh, SAP and Ernst & Young. Right. And over the last year, we've had 15 of our young people from the base either intern at SAP or Ernst & Young or become hired at these companies. And And this is a community where... No one would imagine that there are tech-savvy young people within this community. 
And we are just so excited that we can demonstrate and show what our kids are going to do. And this isn't about an individual accomplishment for these 15 youth. This is the beginning of community development because being able to be in an industry like that starts to promote community development. Buy a home in the community. Don't become successful and leave. Become successful and buy. Mm -hmm. Become successful and be an example. Become successful and tell your story to other youngsters coming up. So you don't have to think that all we can do in our community is bounce a ball, throw a ball, run with a ball, rap, make jokes. There's a plethora of things out there in this world if you open your mind. And we are very fortunate that that SAP and Ernst & Young came in with open minds, came to the west side to, of Chicago to look for talent. And there's a ton of talent on the west side and south side. Yeah. Of Chicago. Why do you think it's so important, Frank, to have these partnerships with these companies? Because we know that there are solutions for every problem. We tend to our kids a lot of times, and our community tends to look at the problems, and uh, we we understand. And so this is when Eric and I talk daily mm-hmm. about what the needs for our community are, and we talk about just extending our families. These are standards that we establish for our personal families. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of young people in our community that don't have access to men. They don't have access to women that are pushing them in those right directions. So yeah. we, we might have to be the surrogate, understanding that, you know, it's, it's extending who we are and saying that we want to make impartations in the young people's lives daily, regularly, intentionally. And so when our young people start listening, and we use this word trust a lot, trust in what we're saying. Because mm-hmm. we know that's hard because a lot of people have let our children down. And, and so they don't tend to trust people of my, my age. And so we know, we know it's important. And, and even, even when you look like them? Absolutely. They don't automatically trust? Absolutely. There's a lot of people in our community that look like them that have let them down. But guess what? Now this, it takes time to build these relationships yeah. where they trust you enough to share with you some of the issues that they may have, some of the, the decisions that they're prepared to make. It's something as simple as going to a prom. What am I going to do to get a prom dress? What am I going to do to get a tuxedo? I want to, can, Coach, can I use your car? <laughs> and that's when I say no. And then what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, it really You're like, sure, it, here are the keys. It, that, that's it. You, you, you can use my minivan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, it, it's, it's with the kids, they, they'll get to a place where they really share with you some things that, my mother don't understand. My mm. father don't understand. Yeah. And then, you know, you've, you've hit that mark. I want to bring something to your attention, Eric. We yesterday on Reset, we had uh, the founder and president of Mothers and Men Against Senseless Killing, Tamar Manassa. She talked about the need for stronger relationships between police and the community. We hear that a lot. As a former police officer, I want to hear your thoughts on on that narrative. Well, I'm 100 percent with that. And and, and that takes reaching from both sides, uh, the community and the police department. And I I don't think things can be slogans and campaigns. Um, They have to be real, sincere efforts. Um, I was a police officer a long time ago, and I recognized that that was important. And that's actually how I got into this space of working with the community. Um, I worked in a community, actually two. I worked in Cabrini Green and Robert Taylor, mm-hmm. and okay. uh, we, we created a rap group. And for nothing more but to connect with young people and speak a language that they were speaking. Was that effective? 
I think it was really effective. You want to wrap something right now? I do not want to wrap <laughs> something right I'm now. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, I want to hear more about your personal investment here. Um, and, and your passion is coming through already, but just serving these particular youth of West Garfield Park. Frank, you first. Well, uh, I think about the, the start of everything. I think that's where we can go back and talk about that. Mm-hmm. And you asked quite, uh, Eric the question. I, I could tell you this for me. I, I worked as a firefighter, too, for 30 years. And so we responded to a lot of things. Yeah. And in my community, it happened to be in the North Lawndale community where I, where, where I was a firefighter. And we had a, a one weekend where there was about 14 shootings back and forth in that community. So I'll, I'll never forget this day. It left an indelible impression in and me making a better decision or a stronger decision about my support for the community. And one of the gentlemen who happened to be a white guy, uh, Tom Jeslowski, great friend of mine, said, Frank, what's wrong with your community? And I was the only black in my firehouse at the time. So I became the subject matter expert for all things black. Mm-hmm. And I had no answer. And, and it did. It caused me to sit back and reflect a little bit more a little bit more about what I can do personally to kind of curtail some of the issues that our young people are dealing with. And so uh, that day, that day, I'll never forget that day. And I, so, so everything I do, everything that we do mm-hmm. collectively is designed to get our young people to make a paradigm shift, do things differently, think differently about who they are, not based on their zip code, but not based on their neighborhood, but the goals that they've set for themselves. And so uh, I love I'm, that. I'm all in. How has the base changed your life, Eric? I, I don't think the base has changed my life. I think the base is my life. Um, when I see the kids, I see myself. When I see the kids, I see my own children and my grandchildren. But most importantly, when, when I see the kids at the base, I see the future. And I'm just excited for what they're going to be. And, and I may not be around in 40 years to see what that is, but, but I sleep pretty good at night knowing and feeling that they're going to be something impactful that's going to help make great change, not only for our city, but for our nation. Tell me briefly about your outreach efforts. Then, How, how do you get kids to, to join the base? And, and do you have difficulty attracting more kids to the programs? Well, I, I could say that we... These conventional methods of getting out to them, getting into the schools, talking to the principals, mm-hmm. other leaders in the community that, that direct kids our way. But the kids do a better job than, than we do. They actually tell their friends. So kids they, who have they, gone through. Absolutely. Then yeah. their friends show up. And and I got seven members from one family that's a part of Oh, wow. Now. Yeah, because, you know, they, they, the parents know and trust that we're imparting information that's designed to help their kids get to that place that the parents also want them to get to. So, uh it, it, it's getting easier and easier. And like I said, we just started the girls' softball a couple of years ago, and I, I could say me doing the recruitment, it feels a little weird trying to get young ladies to come in and play. But, you know, it, it, that's why I reach out to parents. I was going to say, what's your spiel? What, I, what do you say? I, I reach out to parents. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't reach out to kids. That makes sense. And so I, I need to... I need to have the relationship with those parents first mm-hmm. because any any parent needs to know who's having an impact. In their Again, that life. trust. Absolutely. That trust. And, Sasha, you, you asked, what do we do? I mean, we open the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kids know where to find You're love. You're available. You exist. Yes. And, That's step one. And, and on our door, it says that we're open from 4 to 9 p.m. 
but there are many nights we're there from 4 p.m. to midnight because we know if they've been here since 4 o'clock, they haven't eaten. We know they haven't taken a hot shower. We know that they may not have clothes for tomorrow. And, and we supply all of those things for them. But mostly what we supply is a safe place. Mm-hmm. And we keep that open until they decide it's time to go. And for us, five years ago, we opened the base. And in actuality, we haven't closed the door since. And in a couple of years, can we see the base outside of West Garfield Park expanding? Maybe. I, I, I'd, I'd like to, to imagine that it can. But what really Frank and I are trying to do is put ourselves out of business. The real goal should be that you don't need a base, that these things are happening in schools, yeah. in church, and in the home. Eric Davis is the executive director of The Base Chicago, and Frank Brim is the group's director of operations. Thank you so much for joining us in studio today. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you for having us, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Micah Yason and mixed by Ethan Schwab. Enjoying the show? Then hit that subscribe button and tell a friend while you're at it. Sharing and rating our podcast is a great way to support the work that we do. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for spending this time with us, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.